DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROS Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built for tough. Gone, we are here. You don't have to think about it. It is right here. It is right now. How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? Stoke? Stoke? Oh, no worries. Stokely is finishing up practice right now. Uh, we will catch up with him probably during this segment. Uh, to, be, to be completely honest with you, uh, the Broncos are finishing up practice about uh, 200 yards from where we are currently uh, sitting. And uh, the red zone period was just getting underway um, about, uh, I'd say it started about 15 minutes ago. Started about 15 minutes ago, red zone period. Uh, they were moving the ball. Not sure what Sean Payton is going to finish with. Uh, we'll get that report from Stokely here uh, in just a moment. Uh, but happy Tuesday to you. Uh, hopefully your day is starting to roll downhill as you hear uh, the honk from uh, one of our great listeners. In fact, that was Matt Smith pulling away uh, after uh, killing with Chad here the last few hours. Uh, again, uh, we are going to go right up till 3 o'clock and pass things off to DMAC and the drive. Um, we have leftover topics from the preseason game on Friday evening, all right, that we're going to get to today. Um, but the topics that we're, uh, we're discussing out there uh, at practice today, there's uh, an assortment. Um, let's talk about just the offense because that's the, the the biggest question mark here and the biggest point of debate that borders on contention. I mean, if you wake up and listen to uh, Schlereth and Evans and then transition through the afternoon and listen to uh, Stokely and I, you're going to hear different tones. Um, we actually, in, in my opinion, if you were to um, – if you were to take a step back and look at everything that's being said by, let's just isolate to those two shows, uh, me and Stokely and the tone that we've been talking uh, about the Broncos with and evaluating them through camp and, and the first preseason game, it's it's a little bit different than, than the morning show for sure. But I think we actually agree on more than we are maybe admitting to. The bottom line is, and this is where, this is where we could agree uh, with the morning show, on September 10th, we are not going to care about Tuesday's practice on August 15th. We're not going to care uh, that the offense uh, was out there for a fourth series in the first preseason game. It's not going to be on the tip of anyone's tongue. This is just kind of how it goes. But the walk leading up to that point on September 10th, it matters. It matters a lot. And, you know, when we're watching the building being built and um, – and it doesn't look right, and it looks all too familiar to, to buildings that have uh, collapsed in the past here in Broncos country. Um, we're going to talk about it. And really the big point of contention between us and the morning show right now is they are very process-oriented, and I think me and Stokely are being more results-oriented. And I heard Mike kind of frame it that way this morning too, and I think that's, I think that's appropriate. Um, they kind of keep on telling us, give it time, give it time. 
in, in fact, on on um, last week, those guys were talking about the quote unquote process. Hey, it, and this was Monday of last week. Hey, this may go into the regular season. Like, don't be surprised. Like, we're going to judge them, but don't be surprised if this process that we're going through um, lasts into the regular season. And I, I got a flashback when they said that to Case Keenum, who. You know, during the, right, right smack dab in the middle of the 2018 season, you know, Case was asked to, hey, you know, your offense is, you know, um, uh, uh, getting tripped up someday after Sunday. You know, how much do you attribute this to, you know, it being new and a new head coach and you're new here and, and, and all these sort of things? And Case actually leaned into it and said, hey, we're still building this library. It's new for everyone. We're still building it. But guess what? No one cares. No one cares. Once the NFL season begins, no one is going to care about the excuses. No one's going to care about the newness. And I think we're far enough down the road now where we can be a little bit more focused on the results. Not saying that there's not an argument from those guys, you know, Mike and Mark and others who share the same uh, mindset. Um, of hey, l- let's 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 not worry about the results right now. We're, we can worry about. The, well, let, let's focus on the process. And I, I just think we're far enough down this road. This is not OTAs, guys. This is not OTAs. This is not voluntary minicamp. This is not mandatory minicamp. May, uh, training camp is over for the fans in forty-eight hours. That's it. It's 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 already in the rearview mirror. Now, the training camp will continue through next week, and there'll be some like private sponsor, you know, sponsors only practice type of deals. Um, but uh, for all intents and purposes, like this puppy is wrapping up here. Like we're 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 inside of a month before like every Sunday is going to be Judgment Day for the Broncos, and no one is going to be focused on on the process. And I think it's our, uh, a time that we we're far enough down this road we can expect. Um, some results. And, you know, I'm thinking of Will Peterson, who joins us, you know, weekly, um, who, you know, I, I was, you know, saying, hey, I was talking about the newness and, hey, we should be we should be a little bit patient here. We got to show some grace. And, and I remember him giving me pushback uh, a, a week ago saying, hold on a second. Hold on a second. How far are we removed from real expectations where you're paying a coach a near hundred million dollars and your quarterback a quarter billion dollars? And we go through, you know, practices uh, or in this past week's case, a preseason game without seeing the results. How far have we moved those field goal posts? And I, I, I think it's reasonable to start, you know, wanting to see some, something tangible. And we saw little signs of it on Friday night, and we hold on to those signs as, as encouragement, and we hope that we start to see more of them. But um, it, it's not good enough so far, and nothing happened today out at practice that would, you know, rearrange um, this entire conversation. Uh, today's practice was um, similar to past practices where there's uh, some good and some bad. All right? And <clears throat> think back to uh, Vic Fangio. Two, two, three seasons ago, uh, and we know Vic was a, a disaster here, but he was asked a, a good question, and I, I thought gave a, um, a a wise response to it when he was asked, hey, how many how many good things need to happen? And it was uh, the question was uh, being framed around Drew Locke, right, young quarterback trying to find his way. And it was, how many good things need to happen to negate a bad thing? Uh, we know it's not one for one, so, so how many good things needs to be stacked up in, uh, in order to uh, cross cancel, say an interception, 
um, or, or an untimely three and out, a fumble, what have you. And he was like, oh, man, i got to think about that. And he really actually thought about it for a second. He's like, I'd say maybe six. And then he goes, no, that's not right. And he corrected himself. He's like, more than that. I don't know how many more, but more than that. And um, unfortunately, out of these practices, we're, we're seeing kind of one for one, you know, one for one. Um, and we need to start seeing, like, I don't know, three to one. Four to one. I'm not talking about pos- you know a, 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 a practice breaking, game breaking, sudden change plays or touchdowns. I'm talking about um, legitimately positive plays. And you think back to the preseason game, um, the, the the preseason game on Friday night. In the first seven, uh, excuse me, in the first eight plays, you know there was seven negative plays and one positive play. So um, again, it's a it's a matter of how you're viewing this thing. Okay, because I'll tell you this, and and I just want to reiterate it because I don't want things to get too divisive here. I listen to Mike and Mark, and they they make a lot of sense with talking about building that library and being process oriented. Um, But at a certain point in time, like, (laughs) give me the tangible. Like, give me this is NFL football. This is professional sports. We're talking about hundreds and hundreds of million dollars you're paying, you know, uh, uh, should be or would be playmakers or coaches or what have you. We need to start seeing some results. So I think as, as a member of Broncos country um, right now, um, I think that you probably start need to start deciding for yourself right now. Like kind of which side of this thing are you on? Like is, is it – are you okay with not seeing tangible results because uh, these guys are, um, you know, wrapped up in the process? And, and tangible versus intangible – it couldn't be more different. Tangible, if you're describing someone uh, with um, uh, 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 tangibles, you can think back to Vance Joseph being asked about Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. And when he would, he would talk about Trevor uh, Simeon, uh, he would say, uh, he's a good processor. He reads the field. He is timely. Um, he, he's, 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 he's a neck-up player. He would, like, talk in in, in phrases and words like that. Well, those things can't be measured. That's what makes them intangibles. Hey, he's smart. He's a coach on the field, right? Tangible, when, we, when, when Vance Joseph would talk about Paxton Lynch, it was, is he's tall. Well, you can measure that. Well, he's got a huge arm. Again, you can, you can kind of measure that. Um, so I'm at this stage in the game, at this stage in the game, um, considering who these characters and the story are that we're talking about, a Super Bowl winning head coach, a Super Bowl winning quarterback, I think it's more appropriate for this intersection of time to be more worried about the tangible. Because this was not supposed to be some sort of slow build. This is not Bryce Young in Carolina. This is not Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. Um, that's not what this is right now. This is Sean freaking Payton with a Super Bowl ring on his finger and 16 years of experience. And this is Russell Wilson, who has been to the biggest game on planet Earth two different times and won it and threw more touchdowns than any other quarterback not named Peyton Manning in his first 10 years of his career, who won more games um, than nearly any other quarterback in the first 10 years than anyone who's ever laced up a pair of cleats. That, that, you know, these are these are the principal characters involved. So for this situation and these characters, I think it's more than fair 
to dwell on the tangible, dwell on the results. Like, you know, we, we want to see the production. And um, we just need to see more of it. That's all. That's all. But but it, but it's a really good conversation that in, in, in dynamic of, um, and again, I'm just kind of having fun with Mike and Mark and isolating the different tones you hear. Um, and, and given some of the feedback that I heard Mike and Mark share, uh, I know there's a lot of listeners out there in Broncos country who want to see the results. Okay, I, I think I'm, I heard Mike say, "You know, she show me the baby." Well, guess what, man? Um, you you know what? Um, that's that's what we need to see starting on September 10th because, you know, as we as we look ahead to the actual football season here, um, the reason why this is doubly, even triply important is you have to win those first two games of the season. You, you really do. In, in my opinion, if the Denver Broncos are going to uh, uh, go to the playoffs this year, okay, or even have a winning record, uh, I think you need to start 2-0. You're at home against the Raiders, who no one expects to be very good. I don't care about the preseason score this past weekend. Um, no one expects to, uh, the Raiders to be very good. The odds makers have the Raiders uh, finishing in last place in the AFC West. Okay, Um, and Washington is a question mark, too. I mean, they're going to present each of these teams is going to present their own challenges. We know that they're an NFL team. They have legit NFL players, whether you're talking about Mad Max week one or Devontae Adams. And then look ahead to that defensive line week two against Washington. Each of these games is going to be a challenge. But that being said, in terms of like the um, the 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 win probability scale, um, uh, the attainability, you are not going to find two games back-to-back on the entire schedule that are more winnable, uh, winnable, excuse me, uh, back-to-back than Vegas week one and Washington week two. So there is no time for a slow start. If you start slow, you could be in big trouble by the bye week, and that's week nine, all right, because you got you got Kansas City uh, in, in back-to-back games there, uh, or not back-to-back, but two, two games in, in, in a three-week period there uh, in October. You're going to have the New York Jets week five, who, you know, top five in almost every defensive metric from a year ago, who just got a massive upgrade at the most important position in all sports. You're going to Miami uh, week three. Anytime you look at, and, and I'll make an analogy, coming to Denver week one has been the worst proposition basically for a, a, a road opener in NFL history. Coming into altitude week one where teams aren't in shape, um, it, it, the Broncos home opener is one of the best winning percentage, excuse me, the best winning percentage in the last 40 years in the NFL because team just, teams just aren't conditioned and then you have to step up you know, a mile high. It just comes with a natural built-in advantage. Um, that advantage is akin to Miami's advantage when they are hosting teams in the month of September. You can look at multiple examples through the years. The most recent two, I think, were the Ravens and the Buffalo Bills who went to Miami and just had, you know, mass um, mass uh, exhaustion. You know, where IVs are, 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 you know, getting put in at halftime. Guys are literally laying on the field after the game is over. So that's going to be a tough game. And I'm saying this, I'm sort of, sort of resetting the schedule, talking about the games against Kansas City, against the New York Jets in Miami in the month of September. The emphasis on the start of the season is so massive, uh, you cannot overstate it. So stuff, the, 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 the stuff leading up to that first game, those first two games, it's just so massively important. It's just so massively important. And if you're one of these people who believe that 
hey, I don't need to see it because we're so focused on the process, process, process. And then you don't see it week one or week two against the Raiders and Washington. What are you going to point to? Like, if you hadn't seen it leading up to that point and you think you're just going to flip it on, um, you know, when the games start to to, to matter, uh, or not to matter, but to truly be counted officially, um, I think that's... um, I think that's a little bit naive. We, we, we need to see it, and we need to see it this week in training camp practice. We need to see more signs of it against San Francisco. Not that you need to go out and score three touchdowns or win the game or any of that stuff, but it's sort of, that's what we need to see from the Broncos. I don't care about the score or actual numbers of first downs or even points, but I, I, I'll know it when I see it. And when I watch that game on Friday night um, – I, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Um, so um, we'll, we'll continue to evaluate, okay? We'll continue to evaluate. Uh, Training Camp 2023 is on the air thanks to Ting Internet. If you live in Centennial, make Ting your light speed Internet provider for as low as $89 a month. Go to ting.com slash Centennial for more information. Um, and, and, and I'll add one more layer onto this. I'll add one more layer, and this is pretty freaking important, okay? I feel like sometimes when we're, when we're having these conversations, we're acting like the Denver Broncos are in a different space than they are. This is the worst offense in the history of the football team. That was the most disappointing season in the history of the franchise, arguably. And I think it's a very good argument. So... When we have these conversations, why are we giving these massive benefits of the doubts? You know, benefit of the doubt. Have the Broncos earned that in any way, shape, or form? I don't think that they have. And I think pointing that out should not make me a quote-unquote hater. It should not make me a negative person. You know what it should make me, in, in my opinion, is someone who is in the moment and who has been talking about this bad football team year after year after year. And last year we were sold a bill of goods to a degree that never came before it, and we were let down the hardest than had ever come before it as well. So the highest expectations met the lowest low. So forgive me if year over year I'm not coming in while watching the same quarterback who was the face of it a year ago and not seeing the results and, I, and, and I'm not fired up. As if, like, I'm seeing it and I'm, and I'm choosing not to be fired up when, when, when the results are good. That's, that, that's not the case. The results have not been great on the heels of everything that we saw from a year ago. And until, until Russell Wilson goes out there and plays good football in a Denver Broncos uniform, he is going to be inextricably tied to what happened a season ago. That's the only thing that's going to do it. It's not words. It's not a 19-yard over route in a preseason game that feels like the pressure's off now. Like, no, he's got to go out and play at a really, really, really high level this season um, to, to be the Listerine that washes the terrible taste we had in our mouth from a year ago. That's the only thing that's going to do it. And, and, and I'll say this, and I'll say this, <clears throat> um, and I know this will uh, seem like I'm, I'm talking, about the, uh, uh, talking out of the other side of my mouth because I'm telling you, hey, training camp hasn't been good enough. Friday night uh, uh, against the Cardinals wasn't good enough. Um, had it been good enough, okay, had we been out at practice and we were coming 
uh, over to the denversports.com zone fired up because we saw offensive fireworks. And had we saw the Denver Broncos go into Arizona and score on their first possession, and say Sean Payton rolled them back out there, say they scored on their second possession, that would be great. We would be fired up about it, but it still, it still would not be enough to move past last season. Um, only regular season games uh, will do that. Um, so, uh, again, uh, it, it sounds like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, and in some ways, um, I, I guess I am, because I'm telling you right now matters, and we need to see results, and we need to see tangible growth uh, leading up to the first game of the season. But that being said, even if we saw it, when it gets to be kickoff on September 10th and it, and, it, and it didn't look right, we wouldn't care that it did look right in the month of August if it doesn't look right in the month of September. So basically, honestly, like in, in, in summary, <clears throat> oh, we get the honk from the, uh, from the fire department. Love those guys. Appreciate those guys. Um, and you'll hear honks all afternoon from our great listeners, and we want to hear them. They're kind of like virtual fist bumps. Um, uh, and, and there's another one. Um, in summary, I, I, I kind of want it all. <laughs> and, and I know it sounds greedy, but I want, I want to see tangible growth right now. And I also want to see it on September 10th. And I don't think it makes me a crazy person for wanting uh, those things uh, altogether. All right. Our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. We're going to hear from Sean Payton this afternoon. Uh, practice is winding down, and we're live from the DenverSports.com zone. Thanks to our friends from Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects for over three decades. That's Con K A H N Construction.com. Practice is wrapped up. Stokely is walking over. We'll get the report from the finish of practice. Coming up next. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. And we are live reacting to training camp practice uh, here on a Tuesday. Uh, Stokely, you were not here for the early portion of the show because you're, right. you're grinding in a different way. I was. Uh, across the street yep. at practice, taking as copious notes as any former athlete has ever taken in ever. the history of training camp. You've done such a good job at that for now seven years that you and Thank I you, were on Sam. the air. Goodness. <clears throat> um, I mean it, too. Um, what what did you see at the end of practice that I missed? Well, they did a, um, they did some field goals. They kick field goals, and we only have one kicker now. Yeah, um, Elliot Fry. He is, gone. He gone. Um, Shorty got to go. And and then they did a uh, look like a, a two minute drive, but they didn't have time on the clock, so I couldn't see the clock, you know, ticking down like we normally do. So it wasn't a move of the ball period. I think it was just a real two minute drive there. Um, and 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 it was, you know, you never can tell if Russ got sacked or, you know, did that guy, you know, make the tackle there? Did he not make the tackle there? Um, but it was a, it was a. You know, it was a better two-minute drive, I guess. Uh, it ended up with a, a long field goal from from Mahar. Uh, he drilled it. It was uh, a 59-yarder. 59? 59. 59-yarder 59 would have been good from 63. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, we, yeah, 63. Yeah, I see what you, you see, did there. You see that? You see what I'm doing, huh? Wow. Uh, yeah. uh, no, it would it would actually been good from 65, 66, 67. Just absolutely drilled it. Uh, so that was good to see. Um, you know, Russ wasn't perfect on this drive. Had a couple players that were open and just, you know, uh, high with one. Uh, the third down play uh, right before we haven't we had to settle for the field goal was the, he was sprinting out to the right, and Callaway was in the slot. He was running a corner route. And the ball was late and behind him. DB, and he's wide open. Been a first down. DB caught up and and uh, batted the ball away. So, uh, but Russ did have a, a couple nice plays in there to get them going a little bit. But it wasn't perfect, like I said, by any means. And Mahar ended up, um, you know, banging the field goal through. So, you know, there was, um, there was, a, there was, you know, I, I think overall with with practice. Um, you could tell uh, that it's uh, it's getting late. It's getting late in training camp, Zach. Um, you know, we saw a couple scuffles. We did. And, um, guys are just, it's just, it's getting to be that time where it's like, all right, um, it's time uh, for, for camp to be over uh, for, for the players, uh, right? So, uh, but but I thought, you know, offensively, what, what I'm really looking for is this offense to, to you know, start looking a little bit uh, more consistent. I think. It was better today. It was better. I thought, I thought Russ did uh, a solid job. It wasn't perfect by any means. Um, I'm just waiting. You know, that, that first period, w- one of the periods he was four for four, you know, had a nice little uh, during, during team, and they, they, they were moving the ball in, in that drill. And he hit um, he hit Mims, he hit Dolchich, he hit Alberto, and he hit P. Ryan. Yep. Four in a row there, passes, and they normally don't do – um, you know, four passes in a row. Russ just takes four, four, four plays, right? right, in, in, right. These, in these periods, and normally it's like three passes, one run, two passes, two runs. Um, but th- in that one, he was four for four, looked good, made some nice throws, nice decisions. And then other other uh, periods, it's like eh, looked a little bit like Russ last year. Um, but overall, I thought it was a step in the right direction today. Did you see in the first uh, red zone move the ball period that you were just referencing? Um, I had the first play. Can, can can I mention something negative here without being a hater? Can I mention something negative without being a hater? Yeah, I will okay, call you okay, a hater. Okay, okay. We're going to talk. I might be a hater. I don't know. We're going to talk with the arbiter of hater, uh, haterism here in a couple minutes. But um, I thought the first play was a sack from Randy Gregory. Yeah. In the red yeah. zone move the ball period. Yeah. Actually, actually, no, let me. I know it was a sack. Yeah. In the first play in the red zone ball move. Yeah, yeah. And that was, a, um, you know, it was kind of a schemed up play. Can't really talk about it. Uh, I'm going to pull my Cecil Lammy card. <laughs> not supposed to talk about it, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, uh, but so that was a schemed up play, and, um, you know, it just wasn't all that well executed uh, uh, up front. So. It was a little swing pass there to, to, to Marvin Mims, but you're right. It was probably a sack there by by Randy Gregory. He was in the backfield. Um, what did you make overall of, of the of the offense uh, today? Um, I thought <clears throat> I thought it was decent. Yeah. Um, a word I would I use to describe it is fine. Um, you know, I, I, and and I, I talked about this in the opening segment. Stoke is you know Vic Fangio is a disaster here, right? But there's something, you know, a handful of things that came out of the Vic era that kind of stuck with me. And one of them is when he was being asked about Drew Locke. And it's like, hey, how many good things do you need to see to negate a bad thing? And he was like, I think he started answering the question. He's like, probably five or six. And he's like, wait, hold on a second. I take that back. Like, I don't know, but more than that. Yeah. And Stoke, it's not OTAs. We're not in minicamp. Training camp's almost over. Uh, we're not going to see the starters play in the final preseason game. 
one preseason game's already behind us. Do we us. know that for sure? Uh, no, but with Sean Payton said, um, it said something along the lines of, we're going to handle that third game a little bit differently. Okay. Um, so it kind of hinted at, we're going to gotcha. see everyone here this weekend. Uh, that third game, it's going to be a little bit different. We'll see how it ultimately plays out. Right. We'll hear from Sean here shortly. Um, but it's like, okay, how many good things do you need to see offensively um, stack up to a bad thing? Or a negative play. Well, it depends on what the negative play is also. Sure. Is that negative play an interception? Well, you know, you better do 30 good things, you know, if it's an interception. Is it just one errant pass? You know, then it's like, okay, well, you know, if you come back to the next play and deliver, then all right, well, then it's fine. You made up for it, yep. right? Yep. If that one negative, you know, if that bad pass is on third down. Right. Right. So so right. I think everything has context there yes, where, sir. Yes, where sir. You're, you're, you're looking at it. Um, I, ple- I appreciate that respect. You keep doing it. Yes, you sir. Keep, you keep calling me a yes, sir. I aye, like aye, that. Aye, I like aye. that. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I think uh, – you know, it depends on what that mistake is, yeah, right, yeah. Uh, ultimately. And, you know, today, Russ's mistakes, he had one that, that in that move the ball period where, where Mahar uh, drilled that long field goal that got batted up. It wasn't a great throw in traffic, got batted up like two or three times. The guy had it and ran to his own guy, um, and it, it ended up being incomplete, and they ended up getting to go into uh, field goal range, and, and, and Mahar delivered. But um, there was no interception that I saw. There was no interception uh, from from Russ. Just a couple of Aaron passes, but but also some good passes. Yes, yes. I just I want to. No, I think you did well with that. You, I think you know, you it's like it well. it's like you know, and 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 I was talking about the morning show in the first segment because hopefully bad stuff. You know, you calling them out. No, I think that we're agreeing on a lot. Okay, us in the morning show yeah. that we're both acknowledging what we're seeing isn't good enough. I I don't know anyone. That's out there saying this is good enough. Okay, I don't know anyone who's saying that, and and, and if there are say, people saying that, I don't want to know who they are. Okay, um, we're us in the morning. Make sh- fun of them? No, I just oh. don't want anything to do with it. But uh, uh, where us in the morning show diverge is that we are talking about the results of what we're seeing, and the morning show is trying to emphasize it's the process. Just kind of trust the process, and this is the process. And I understand what they're saying. But eventually, you got right. you need the results with it yeah. because of consistency. We're right? far enough down the road, and this is not a young quarter. This is not Bryce Young in Carolina. Okay, I know there's a lot of newness, but guess where there's a lot of newness too? New Orleans. And I watched them. They're starting offense, march down the field, twelve plays, eighty yards, touchdown. I watched, um, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson do some good stuff against Buffalo, and um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, it's escaping me. Um, another opening drive, and I'll, I'll think of it in a second from this past weekend, where it's like, God, we just haven't had, we haven't seen it like that. And I think we're far enough down the road with a Super Bowl winning head coach and a Super Bowl quarterback to start wanting to see some things that are tangible. Yeah, uh, the morning show has gone soft. Oh yeah, they they they, oh, they they've gone soft. That. It it is uh, on slices for everyone, and I never thought Mark Slareth would go soft, oh. uh, but he has. It's it's on slices. They they want to see you know oh, oh it, everything is fine because you know they're making a little bit of progress, but ultimately you know you got to show some consistency and um, you know I heard them this morning uh, you know. Running their mouths and uh, talking about, you know, well, that's new offense. Well, if anyone knows it's new, it's me. I'm the one that told them, to reminded them of that before the season started, right? And I get it, 
But they're acting like, and you you do a good job of bringing this up, Zach. They're acting like you know everything has got to be perfect around Russ. You know, like, hey, we're paying this guy a lot of money. He's got to, at some point, he's got to do some stuff around him. And I get it. We, we talked about the offensive line and how bad the offensive line was. They, yes. they acted like they ignored it, right? You know, Mark only hear, he's like some of our listeners. They only hear what they want to hear, right? They don't listen to the whole thing. Offensive line was awful. And, um, and but but they're, they're passing the blame everywhere else. They're like, well, this, this was to blame. This was to blame also. This was to blame also. Yeah, I, we get it. There was a lot to blame. It goes all the way around. But Russ is a big part of that also. But he's not the only no, part of it. No, Right? This whole thing. But the whole thing, the whole order of operations has got to get better. And yep. that's the bottom line. And, and, you know, with us, we're not giving out orange slices, right, to this offense. We're just not doing it. But What uh, benefit of the doubt have they earned? Yeah. The, the like morning was, show is. This they're, was they're, the they're, worst they're, offense in the history of the football team a year ago. And it's the same quarterback year over year. And we just want to see a little bit more results. I don't think that makes us uh, greedy or negative. Uh, you got a Super Bowl winning head coach, Super Bowl winning quarterback. And you know what the other situation I was thinking of? Kenny Pickett uh, with the Steelers. Ah. I'm watching this past weekend. First drive, 10 plays over five minutes, thrown touchdown over 30 yards, game 7-0. Boom. Tone setter. Like, but here's the thing. We're not even looking for that. No. We're not even looking for that. We're just looking for a regular, regular. Could you imagine if, if, no, if, if no. we did that the first drive, Bro. Like what, what those guys in the morning would be doing? Spraining their ankles with wow. victory laps. But we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. I mean, we're and still. James Merrillat, too. I'm going to throw Merrillat in the, in, the conver- in, in the gumbo also with the two morning show guys. <laughs> How do you know? Here's the eternal question. How do you know if you're a hater? You, you get the arbiter of hate to come in here and tell you if you are. And that guy is in our presence, and he will join us coming up next. Live from the DenverSports.com zone across from Training Camp 2023. Thanks to Con Construction and Ting Internet. Reacting to today's practice, ROX Rocks Heating and Air presents Stokely and Zach. Powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning. All electric and built Ford Tough. Damn right, we're built for tough because our broadcast from Training Camp 2023 is powered by the Ford F-150 Lightning All-Electric and built for tough. Guys, it's been heartbreaking to watch the news coming out of Maui this week. And unfortunately, here in Colorado, we're too familiar with the damage of wildfires. Uh, our company, Bonneville, has launched a fundraiser to help the people of Maui. Head to DenverSports.com, and at the top of the page, you'll see a link to the Bonneville Maui Strong Fire Relief Fund. 100% of these donations will go to the Hawaii Community Foundation serving Maui. Okay, um, James Merrillat, DenverSports.com. Uh, you wrote an article at the start of the week uh, reacting to the preseason game. And basically, it, 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 like the, um, what do they call it, the, the thesis statement, like the overarching theme of it. Sure. Uh, if you don't think Russell Wilson was awesome on Friday night, you hate him. That's not at all the case. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was that Russell Wilson haters are starting to be exposed. Now, there were three different parts of that. Right, And I also started it with, let's get this out of the way right from the jump. Russell Wilson was terrible last year. It was a huge disappointment. He didn't live up to the hype. He got the big contract. He was cringeworthy off the field. There are plenty of reasons to have your doubts about Russell Wilson. That's fine. And I think people being cautiously optimistic or skeptical or whatever, 
no problem with that. I'm normally leading that charge, so I'm not going to be a hypocrite and be on people who are, who are doing that. But I've seen three different stages here where I think people are being haters. I think we saw it early in training camp. You know, first couple days of practice, it's just panic time. And, how, you know, the, how many interceptions, how many days in a row by Justin Simmons or whatever the case may be, like, it's not even August and people are panicking. Like, all right, that, that might be a little early, okay? Then we had last week when Russ starts cooking in practice, he's like the Iron Chef out there, right? <laughs> the All of a sudden chef. he's cooking, and now it's, yeah, but that one, that, that, that laser he threw to Jerry Judy, I mean, it went through to Mari Mathis' hand, so we're going to count that as a negative. It's like, okay. Were you so, thinking about us when you wrote that? Maybe. Well, <laughs> okay. well, and also, for, for to add to your list there, there was like, the, the 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 theme of well Justin Simmons in practice sure right there so, you go so that, that now, was it doesn't thing. count I mean you right. know Justin we just start knocking everything down yep and it, it, so they it, it's you, you highlight not you guys but the royal you you highlight his mistakes and you diminish his diminish his accomplishments right and I thought in the game I thought it was a mixed bag like the first throw to Adam Troutman like he he was off on that it's also the first throw of the season I'm not going to panic about it and he had a guy right in his face sure so the boot to, to didn't be work fair, uh, to him uh, yeah the, the, he had a guy right there in his face the Ben Powers deflection right like Ben Powers just gets pushed right back into Russ's lap and every quarterback who played the game had a ball knocked down that's tends to be what happens in games where you're playing the hodgepodge offensive line or whatever right there's no game plan all that kind of stuff. But if we just said before the game, hey, he's going to go 7-13, 93 yards, a touchdown, 102.4 quarterback rating, and lead him on three scoring drives and four opportunities, we would all say, hey, that's a pretty darn good night. And instead, it's just panic as the game is going on here, and it's, oh, they went three and out just like last year. It's like, yeah, they went three and out, but let's use it with a little bit of context here. Um, so I just I think people are getting exposed of you're either – open-minded and giving Russ a chance, or it doesn't matter what he does, people are going to find a way to, to knock it. Where do you have I us? I just don't want to be where in do that you have, where do you, do you think I think you guys are open-minded. Yes. I wouldn't put yeah, you okay. in the hater uh, yeah. category. Because I, I, I look at the game and, and you know, did I did I wish that Russ was a little bit better? Uh, of, of course, but I think you know if you say, well, who's the who's ultimately the culprit for you know some bad offensive football? It was that offensive line 100%. And, and the lack of a running game early. Once they got the running game going there late, I think that was their that was their touchdown drive. So sure. um, I think ultimately, you know. Um, with what we saw from Russ, you know, during these early practices and training camp, it was fair criticism, right? With, with with the way that he was he was playing, especially coming off of last year. Now we've evolved; it's gotten a little bit better. And um, the game that was the first game that was the first game for Russ in this offense. I'm hoping that the offensive line, um, uh, you know, helps him out a little bit more. They need to be better. I think Russ needs to be better in certain things, but. I thought there were big-time positives in that first game. And to me, when you watch, and it's a lot of what we saw, whether it was Teddy, it was Drew, it was Trevor Simeon, it's the list, right? We all know the list of guys between Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson. It was way too much captain checkdown, or you're just, you know, throwing it over the top. Every NFL quarterback in every camp can do those two things. To me, the separator is can you throw those 13, 17, 19-yard completions to wide receivers down the field where it's not a three-yard pass that turns into a 19-yard completion on the stat sheet. You actually threw it downfield into the teeth of the defense and are able to complete it, and Russ did that four different times in a little over a quarter's worth of action. So it's 
those are things that are like, that's a separator. That's what Ben DiNucci can't do. That's what Jared Sidham can't do. That's what the guys we've seen in here over the last seven years, six, seven years, can't do. Those are big-time positives. Again, I'm not the excuse maker in saying, hey, everything he did was was perfect. There are, there are still things that need to be improved upon. But I just see far too many people on social media after one drive of one preseason game saying, hey, it's the exact same thing we saw last year. There was some of this. There was some of the same stuff. Time, you know, when you looked at, you know, the couple, the couple, the one that he fumbled on. To me, you know, it's it's like he starts to feel the heat too much. See, now and I don't think that was a fumble. I think it was a complete shovel pass. Really? On the on the, on the one where I do where Bowles got whipped? I do. I no. think it's an incomplete shovel no, pass. He, he, he was going yeah, down no, with yeah, the ball yeah. on that one, not the one that he, he shoveled. That was the one to Pirine. But we may be talking about yeah, different yeah, plays. Yeah, two different plays. Like he he was falling down and yes. went to go like yes. brace himself, and the ball hit his leg or something. Then he then he picked it up. Um, but there was just a couple plays there where the pressure I think um, gets to him, and he kind of gets spooked early. And that's what we saw last year from him. So in those instances, he doesn't help his offensive right, line out, right? Right. Um, because he's just like boom, it's not there, and he kind of panics and, and goes. I saw a couple of those plays. Hopefully that gets better. Two other things I saw the other night though that I was really encouraged by. Real quick our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by rox rocks heating and air the one the the drop by jerry judy the third down drop russ looked like seattle russ in his ability to escape on that play that was one of his best plays i thought even though the results didn't weren't there and last year we didn't see that right we saw even in the opener in seattle they tried to run a quarterback draw there was a little bit of a hole and it just closed immediately and he didn't gain a single yard it's like ooh, he's not moving like the same old russ so i thought that was good and this is kind of a weird positive but Man, that guy is willing to stand in there and take hits. I don't think we have to question Russell Wilson's toughness. No. I don't think we have to talk about Russell Wilson making a business decision if he throws a pick. And there were a couple times last year, the Indy game, he probably should have. He gave himself a concussion trying to make a tackle, and he didn't come out of the game. But I think he once again showed the kind of toughness of like, man, Stoke, if you're playing on that offense and your quarterback's willing to stand in there and make that fourth down throw to Jerry Judy in a preseason game, and there was other throws that he was taking. For he was sure. taking some shots. He's not going to make it to the bye week, though. He's and, not. And that's what it looks like. Right. He's, he's not going to make it to the bye he's week. He's not. But give me a guy that's got that mentality versus a guy who's always looking for, hey, how do I avoid the hit? How do I, again, make business decisions? I like Russ's mentality. I think there's so much more to like than to dislike. And, you know, the bandwagon's open, and it's going to be open all year long. People okay. can hop on at any point. Where I'm are not, you at? I'm not keeping attendance, Zach. You, you, know, you know, my oh. thing is, is and, I, and I touched on this yesterday, and I was thinking about your piece when I was talking about it, is that I think we are, and we're going to talk about the quarterback more than any other position. That's the way that this works. It's NFL football. He's the one guy who touches the ball in every single play. But I think we got to widen the scope a little bit and just talk about the Broncos offense. Because on game days, it's not going to matter that, oh, the left guard didn't do his job and that's not on Russ if it leads to a sack and leads to losses. Like, we are so focused on viewing Russ in a vacuum that I am just so concerned about the Denver Broncos starting offense. And I don't know how you could watch the Denver Broncos starting offense on Friday night and be wildly encouraged, I no matter who it's on. I wasn't wildly encouraged, but there were no, positives. I know. Yeah. And I think I think you make a really good point. And I think, you know, listening to Stoke last segment break down the, the last, you know, couple of, of uh, portions of practice here, Cortland Sutton didn't take part in the last couple of things there where they were moving the ball. And when he's not on the field, man, they just don't have anybody else that, that gets separation. They're just not the same offense. 
it was a lot of Kendall Hinton. There was some Jalen Virgil. There was some Marquez Callaway. And he th- rushed through a couple in there that was like, hey, make that catch. You got to make that play. And people just weren't doing it. Cortland's been great during camp. Man, when he's not out there or Jerry Judy's not out there, this offense, your point, Zach, of let's evaluate the whole group, it just ain't the same. No, it needs to be better. Yeah, it needs it, to be better. You no, know, and it starts up front with that group with it does. offensive line. It does, and you know, hopefully, hopefully it will. Hopefully, it will with those guys. You know, in game two, we'll we'll see a little bit uh, more more from them because, look, if if Russ can have some time, you know, he's going to look like a much different quarterback, and 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 that's with most quarterbacks, but I think especially with Russ. Uh, we are uh, live here in the DenverSports.com zone, uh, in, uh, partially thanks to our friends from the Randy Ross Tennis Center. Really appreciate those guys. Okay, what was our big takeaway from practice today that just finished up within the last uh, 40 minutes or so? We'll react to it coming up next. And then before we go, got to give a big shout-out to our friends at Con Construction, a commercial general contractor specializing in tenant improvement and design build projects for over 30 years. That's K-A-H-N, conconstruction.com. Our live report from practice on a Tuesday is coming up next.